Praise God. We might talk about some of that this morning. You can take your seats. A call to intimacy. Jesus says, as you've, as you've received my love, love one another. Holy Ghost. All right. So if we can just start by receiving our offering. Thank you. Hashtag the usual. Just uh, give them a chance to, if you need to fill out credit card information, you have the, it's up there. And uh, we'll help you out so you can do that. Praise God. Well, I need this jacket. Maybe later. I won't. All right. External processing this morning. All right. I must be relaxed. Um, also, do we have the seeds for life? There we go. That's all up there. You don't need to get me to read it for you. All right. Now, we've had a few people uh, ask, when's the anointing service? The anointing service is both services next week. So it's the morning and the afternoon service. We will anoint everyone. And it won't be Crisco. It won't be lard. And we try not to put it in your hair. Some of you guys don't have an issue with that for obvious reasons. <laughs> However, <laughs> we're going to anoint people be, you know, I've had some nasty anointings in my life. It won't be nasty. Just the, the most dominant thing you'll feel is the Holy Ghost. Not a vibrating hand smack you in the chops, okay? So we're going to do our best to, to uh, <laughs> steward that. Now, if it gets a bit crazy, then we'll do our best to function within that crazy. Uh, so yes, all right. Okay, I'm going to pray. We'll get into it. It's a Munta kind of day. Nice day to go up to Munta. Praise God. Um, Holy Ghost, thank you. Thank you for your anointing. I just thank you for the season we're in. You put us on the earth in this time to effect change. We just thank you, Lord. You didn't call us to doomsday prep. You didn't call us to live in fear. You didn't call us to run and hide and duck for cover. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you called the light to shine into the darkness and the light shone in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Holy Ghost, we just thank you for wisdom, revelation, understanding and knowledge. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. In Jesus' name. Okay. So we've been talking about ascension and ascension looks like something and one of the most obvious uh, uh, um, evidences of an ascended life is an increase in the anointing. And, and, and it's, it's, I, uh, Paul said, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And he knew his human limitations. The most powerful things that will ever happen in your life or through your life on the earth will be through the Spirit of God. And when we start to discern that and we defer to Him and uh, not quench Him or grieve Him, uh, then, the, then the Lord starts to flow in our life like a river. Now, when we talk about an increase in anointing, in anointing obviously our mind would instantly go to day of Pentecost or the promise that Jesus said, I'll, I'll send you the promise of the Father, you'll have power from on high, then you'll be my witnesses. And so dunamis, I would say, is one of the most obvious. Uh, we're gonna go after dunamis next week. One of the things I wanna do is I wanna focus on the diversity within the anointing today. And so there are very, very specific anointings for, for, for uh, different functions. But um, we, I'm just gonna read this. I'm not gonna get you to put this up. Um, Revelation chapter one, four to six. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. And it says there, celebrates, there's a direct connection 
between the seven spirits of God and the fact that He has already made us kings and priests. We're already kings and priests because of the sevenfold spirit. So what you'll find is that the kingdom's always been the same, but we engage differently with the covenants. The old covenant was limited and there's a journey about that. Um, New covenant is limitless. It's the everlasting covenant. We find that Mosaic covenant fulfilled, done away with. Parts of the Davidic covenant of worship, intimacy, Jesus always being the son of David. Um, The Abrahamic covenant, you know, uh, receiving the Holy Ghost, sons, uh, uh, children of Abraham. Those carry over to an extent. But what we have now, we have something so superior, but for us to data mine, sometimes we have to go back to the old covenant because it's more detail in the spirit. So we're talking about the realm of the anointing and the the different diversities. We're not talking about the gifts of the Spirit this morning. We're talking about the diversities of function of the anointing. And here we have Isaiah chapter 11 uh, talking about the Messiah, the anointed one. So it says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Those are the diversities. Obviously, primarily, if you were to do a picture of a menorah, you've got the centre branch, the the centre stem, and that would be the spirit of the Lord. But you have branching out, um, however you wanna see it, you've got the spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. It's interesting because we're singing about revival and revival is a manifestation of heaven on earth, no matter how you wanna look at it theologically, whether you wanna you know, get clever or cute, let's just get it, hey? Um, and, and, uh, and, and, but one of the things is this, is the spirit of counsel and might, rather than just seek might, we need counsel as well. When you get counsel, and God will show you specifically, because David understood the spirit of might. He said, by my God, I can outrun a troop, I can leap over a wall. Your gentleness has made me great. There's a, there's a, there's a paradox there. But he would, he would get counsel from the Lord. He would use, whether it was directly himself or through the prophet. So there's something, there's, there is a very, very powerful link. But what I wanna do this morning is I wanna talk about the specific anointing. If you uh, have been in the Lord for years, I believe then there should be a manifest, demonstrable, tangible increase in our knowledge, in our, in our knowledge. And if you haven't learned anything for years, then maybe some, in the Spirit something hit you in the head, okay? Because there has to be a desire to learn. Now we understand that love is the greatest and knowledge in and of itself can puff up because all knowledge is contextual. But we can't uh, escape the fact that one of the, the sevenfold Spirit of the Lord is the Spirit of knowledge. And so the reason why I think that this is a big deal, because I believe at the moment, you know, there's a Scripture where Jesus rebuked uh, the, the leaders of the day and they say, you take away the key of knowledge. You are messing up this generation. And guess what's happening now? The key of knowledge has been taken away and we are dumbing down the nations. Dumbing down the nations. Now, we've got to make sure we make an impact so our, the next generations aren't the, aren't the recipients of our passivity. We have to make sure that. And so you, you see the spirit of knowledge isn't just, uh, um, I want to focus on the knowledge of the Lord today for obvious reasons, because you get God, you get everything. Seek first the, 
seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added. But you have this incredible, I believe knowledge isn't just a spirit, but it's a, it's a spiritual dimension, a spiritual dimension that people can press into. If you have a genuinely curious seeking mind that's connected to pure motivation, you will actually see into dimensions that God will actually teach you in. It actually says in 1 John, and you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things and have no need that anyone should teach you. So a lot of teaching that we receive should actually bear witness to what we intuitively know. Can someone say Amen? As we're trying to release people into the things of the Lord rather than make some sort of codependent culture where you cannot thrive or, or build outside of meetings is we want people to build into, into, the, into the Kingdom of God and the things of the Spirit of the Lord. You look at people like Leonardo da Vinci. Some of those people, that, that, they didn't come from a place of darkness. These people were curious that they were looking from, you know, anatomy and the sciences and physics. And, you know, you've got Newton and all these guys, they pressed in, they, they, they touched something. Now I'm not saying they were all sanctified, born from above, attending their local. I'm not saying that, but there is a dimension of knowledge because what happens is Jesus lamented within a context. He said, he, he, he goes, the sons of darkness are more shrewd than the sons of light. There's something people go, I'm in covenant with the Lord. I'm going to heaven. I'm all right, Jack. And then they park it there and they don't grow. There has to be, especially in this day and age where we're seeing we're being force fed stupidity and told to suck it up and if the, the, the problem with that, if you listen to a lie long enough, it would get in your subconscious. That's what Vladimir Lenin said. A lie told often enough becomes a truth. And if you sit in a barber chair long enough, you will get a haircut. So Jesus says, be careful. <laughs> Jesus said, be careful what you listen to for it will be multiplied back to you. Don't can't just listen to any rubbish. That's why the Bible warns about listening to gossip. You know? You go, you go, just so I can pray about it, you know. And so I just, I need to know, you know, maybe it's, I don't know. And then <laughs> it's, it, it goes and it rots you on the inside when you start hearing gossip and division and slander. So you gotta be careful. Um, but even common sense is a derivative of knowledge. And we find, the thing we find about common sense anymore is it's not that common. And I like, like we, we, we parked our car in the driveway uh, you know, for a number of reasons, oh, oh, the, the old Rav. And one of the seals weren't quite working. And uh, um, when I went to replace the battery the other day, um, opened up and found that there was actually mould on the seats. I didn't know car seats got mouldy like that, but boy, it was a four-wheel, all-wheel drive, four-cylinder Petri dish, okay? It was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, like ah, sort of like, you know, like it was at night times, like X-Files, Right, this, I'm like, what the heck? And then I'm looking, oh, you know, like, you know, auto, auto car, this and, you know, how to get rid of them. I'll like, come in and get this special spray. And then just type down a bit further, natural remedies for it. And then you get this uh, white vinegar, which costs you about 10 cents, right? Just filled it up like, like this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I might not even take it to the detailer now. But just common sense isn't common anymore. It really isn't. And, and now we're living in a technocratic environment where unless you're an expert, you know nothing. And that is a lie. That is a lie. It really, really is. And so we're outsourcing expertise and we're kissing our brains goodbye. I believe one of the areas of wisdom, understanding, counsel and knowledge is discerning. We have to discern things. You can hear someone say something and a, sort of you go, well, you know, that, 
when, when uh, 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 <laughs> you know, there's nothing worse than going to a mechanic and they charge you way more and explain why and you understand nothing. You're like, so you know, you know that, you know that 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 that, that uh, uh, um, grinding sound when you hit the brakes. Yep, you need an engine recondition. Okay, <laughs> maybe <laughs> a new axle, and so. <laughs> So we've got to be careful is that we have to lean into the Spirit of God, especially not just wisdom, understanding, counsel, but also knowledge, knowledge. Because what's happening, that's been, been taken away. And the thing that I'm finding in my personal opinion, so in our personal opinion, is I believe that right now there is a, 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 a vast movement to dumb down people to make them easier to rule over. I really believe that to create a slave class, it's happening. I'll give you some examples in a minute and you'll thank me later. And not just the dumbing down, but to create a faux mentality, a faux morality, a faux morality where all of a sudden, you know, uh, uh, things that are unsubstantiated, we get get outraged about X, Y, Z. And I won't go into a whole litany of examples because I've got some slides prepared instead. So you'll thank me later. But I believe an issue that we're seeing is that people, if you can dumb down people, you can get away with murder. And that's what's happening. It's happening on our watch. It's happening while churches are doing church and we're called to change history as opposed to just being hyper consumers without, without, without bearing fruit. So I just thought that the things that are being pushed out there now so you look at it and you go, it's stupid and it doesn't make sense. But psychology would tell us that you can condition the subconscious acceptance of lies if you just keep pumping them out there. This is why we have to be careful. Because you look at some things, you go, oh, stupid, you know, from political correct overreach to... Uh, 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 and and so, so right now, let's just put up slightly, I've, I've numbered them, so just say, this is what's happening in the world at the moment. Um, somehow they managed to demonise cough sniffles and having no symptoms at all, but normalised strokes, blood clots, neurological disorders and died suddenly. This is, the, the, now when you read that, instantly you go, this is a joke, like this, but people just accept it. When you do nothing, then darkness moves. Winston Churchill, one of his, one of, I like Winston Churchill's quotes, they're a bit wrong some of them, that's why I like them. However, he said, a lie will go around the whole world tr- at least twice before the truth has a chance to put its pants on. <laughs> it's true. And so, so this stuff has been pushed out there. What's the next one I've got up? I can't remember that, what I've got up there now. So, okay, this stuff happens. And back then used to be a, like, a big deal, but this is commonplace. This is commonplace. We get fit, healthy people just fall off the perch like that to the point we have sudden adult death syndrome. It's unbelievable. But here's the, here's the issue, here's the issue, is when this keeps getting in your grill, do you disassociate and go, it's too hard, or do you go deeper into God? You go, deep, you go deeper into God, because otherwise you're permitting it. And, and whether you've studied postmodernism, Marxism, socialism, collectivism, uh, communism, they are committed to perpetual war. And you disassociate your easy, your, 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 your easy target. It's just, just this, is, this, is, this is a realm of knowledge. Okay, what's the next one? I can't wait to see it. All right, look at this. Urgent warning to gardeners as soil increases the risk of killer heart disease. I mean, if it was true, what a way to die. 
you know, all of a sudden face planting the manure. Sort of like he went straight into the presence of God. <laughs> I mean, this stuff. You, you look at it, you I mean, you're laughing because it's funny. But what happens is that when we, we've actually got to lay a hold, the spirit of knowledge, which is, I wouldn't say it's, it's a spirit in and of itself. The Holy Spirit wants to give us knowledge because we are being, we are being conditioned to be dumb. Now, you guys laugh at it, but what if you show this to someone who's seven years old? They, 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 you knew they were always trying to get out of the weeding, but now they'll have justification. <laughs> but you just go, you, you, you can't look at that and your IQ not drop. It's like watching free to air television. What's the next one? <laughs> okay. Enti- I mean, you got sudden out of death syndrome. Entirely new kind of highly reactive chemical is found in the Earth's atmosphere and it could be triggering respiratory and heart disease and contributing to global warming, scientists claim. This is the stuff going out there. <laughs> but, but, but remember this, remember this. When you either disassociate or just passively lie, you're in the barber's chair. You'll get a haircut. You'll get a haircut. That's how, that's how conditioning is. Because there are different principles and mechanics at play is this ridiculous and obvious lie. But then what happens, again, starts to get in the subconscious, like almost on a, on a predictive programming level. So we need the spirit of knowledge, especially the spirit of discerning, uh, discerning spirits. Okay, what's the next one? Look at this. <laughs> Here we go. You've got, when, Australia, when is Australia gonna shut down their coal-fired power stations? Are they trying to destroy the planet? You know, how dare they? Okay. And then you have a look what's happening around the world. You've got to be specially gifted and stupid to just go, yeah, yeah. Has anyone ever studied the hydrological cycle of the earth and how air gets circulated and it moves around the place and it's connected to evaporation and precipitation, etc.? But right now, you sit there long enough and you go, yeah, how, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to ride a bicycle now because that is going to save five rainforests. Because you've got a lot of psychology at play. Now, before we go any further, I believe we have to stop polluting the planet. I believe we have to look after the planet, the environment, and I believe there are keys in the spirit, not just the natural. I don't think we should just be polluting left, right, and centre. I believe that's sin and that's wrong. I believe that. You don't have to all of a sudden be some sort of iconoclastic, you know, environmental terrorist just to reject the dogma, to reject the ideology, because it's, 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 it's actually unto something that has nothing to do with the climate. What's the next one? It's called discernment. All right, here we go. Look at this. Good luck. Australians are the fourth highest tax people in the world, in the developed world. Huh? Does? Who's one, two, and three? No. <laughs> that made me feel better. Um, <laughs> what way? When... When someone's born into into slavery, do they even know they're a slave? You look at the money that has been thrown away through government spending, left, right, and centre. We've got a, we've got a record deficit. Uh, a, a former prime minister said, "Saving is like walking up the stairs. Spending is like catching the elevator down." And we've just got this Keynesian philosophical, economic, you know, sort of. Uh, 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 um, Praxis, or, 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 or you know, just st- no matter how much debt we accrue, and then you have actually, it's like this actually the ridiculous taxes that were about to come with all this justification. So, everyone all of a sudden, it's like, yes, <laughs> high taxes, everyone we all went quiet, okay? All right, what's the next one?
there is, there's a lot of gear going on because what happens then, everyone starts getting full of fear and they conflate. Okay, so oh, we've got a bad t- case of climate change here. And what number is that, by the way? What? Second last one. So when you see all this stuff and you get, it confuses you, it makes you do this. What's the next one? You don't quite understand what's happening. Yeah, there you go. And so, <laughs> all right, take it down before they say I'm racist. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> you die of a heart attack while weeding. Only if you're smoking too much of it. Come on. <laughs> it, you just let, oh, but, but, it, it, these insane things being put out there. They're, they're just the ones I found most recent on my, on my uh, screenshot collection of about 22,000. And so basically, I take hardly any photos, you know. I just sort of like see one, got that one, got that one, got that one, and now I just don't know what I've got. Um, I've got so many. Who's got an out of control screenshot collection? Come on, out of control. You go, yeah, I'm gonna use this as evidence somewhere, somehow, and they go, where did that go? Where did that go? 2012, 2013. You have to send it into ASIO just to get it defragged. All right, here we go. What could possibly go wrong? Okay. So we're talking about the spirit of knowledge. That wasn't that. That was a demonstration of where we're being socially engineered. Okay, let's have a look at Daniel. Daniel known. He had a bit of knowledge, and he just uh, not only did he interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream, he told him the dream. So he tapped in that dimension of knowledge. Daniel answered and said, "Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His." And and God changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. If you go after a spirit of understanding, knowledge will be given to you liberally, okay? Uh, Yep, next one. He reveals deep and secret things and He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with Him. So I believe that our church here, for a number of years, we've gone after spirit of wisdom and understanding, spirit of knowledge. Now with that, I tell you what, you can't go after those things and have this over here. What's this over here? It's called the fear of man. The fear of man brings a snare. If you're internally driven for peer acceptance and to flow with the crowd, you cannot function with the spirit of knowledge, wisdom and understanding. Because so many things now, people go, well, do you think everyone's in on it? It, No, no, people wanna fit in. If a squeaky door gets the oil, so you've got this activism and the the media gate and everything like that, government, you know, we go, (laughs) gosh, you know, they got Shaquille O'Neal in on a presser yesterday. Anyway, that's another story. Google it, it's not important. Sorry, I wasted your oxygen. All right, here we go. So God gives knowledge and light, and light dwells with Him, but He knows what's in the darkness. And today, what I wanna do is I wanna drop some knowledge on you guys that because what's happening is that since 
on a, on a great commission reality is we've gone to another level of territory. What's happened that's attracted unprecedented favour. Now that we're going after territory like never before. Can someone say amen? But we're gonna talk about what that looks like because if we're just in survival mode, survival mode, self-preservation doesn't draw anyone or anything. It just doesn't, it just doesn't. It has to be kingdom living. Um, so Second Peter 1, if we can put that up please. You'll see everywhere, knowledge, knowledge, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. So, so grace and peace exist within the knowledge of God. Come on. You wanna know more about grace and peace is to ask God for more knowledge of Him. So in, in, in the knowledge of God, because it's, it's a sevenfold spirit. It's a spirit. You can like, you can, uh, so Daniel was skilled in all wisdom and literature. So he took, he, he took study, research, etc., and combined it with heavenly knowledge. You can have just heavenly knowledge and not be well researched, which is where a lot of prophets go, or basically is over here, you can be an educated nitwit. But they're not mutually exclusive because you look at someone like the Apostle Paul was an absolute genius, absolute genius. And so there is benefit to actually studying and researching and understanding history and cycles, etc. But what we have here is we have, uh, and Peter prays, and when we read this, we just gloss over it like it's like some introduction, like yay, yay, verily, yay. And we don't understand at the beginning, it's an actual prayer. He's, he's decreeing something from a heavenly dimension, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Yeah, great, great, how? In the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Next one. As His divine power has already, past tense, given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. So this is not about, uh, knowledge isn't about uh, uh, developing your intellect in an act of itself. We need to grow in the knowledge of God. You want more grace and peace? Grow in the knowledge of God. Because it's a spirit. The knowledge of God is one of the sevenfold spirit of the Lord. Can someone say amen? Just being well researched isn't, not, isn't enough. There needs to be that touch of heaven combined with the data points. Okay, all right, so um, let's, this is what the, if people say, I would say that the, the top two things in the Bible would be, and they're, they're at different ends of the paradigm, but they're not mutually exclusive. Love never fails. And we talked about the, the, the gravitational magnetic reality of heavenly love. And we, we, we talked about that and it says, set your affection on things above. So you would take your finite love, you start to lay a hold of God's infinite agape love, then you get agreement, then you get ascension, okay? You've got to cultivate that, it takes time and you go through tests. So love never fails, the greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, love, the greatest of these is love. So I would say almost as a, a pigeon pair on that is this scripture. If you can put in Proverbs, please. It's, it, and, and it's such a big deal with all you're getting it says here, did I, did I put that one down? No, 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 I'll quote it. Uh, um, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honour when you embrace her. So wisdom is crying out on the streets. And so when you see wisdom, wisdom, you, 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 look, I, under, I believe all the sevenfold spirit of God are all have their own very definite distinctions. 
But sometimes if you had a grape, you had a grape, one called wisdom, one called knowledge, one called understanding, one called knowledge, wisdom, understanding. If you had four grapes and you squeeze them and the juice dripped off the end of your elbow, which one was wisdom? Which one was knowledge? I don't know. They sort of all flow into each other. And so it's not just a cookie cutter type of a thing. And so, so when you go after these things, as we have, and sometimes <coughs> I cannot, in my subconscious mind, minister to be popular. I can't. I cannot. Because majority consensus within history has proven to be disastrous. Why do you think there's a thing called remnant theology? Study Israel, study the church, the desert fathers. Uh, uh, did Martin Luther go with majority consensus? He didn't. So there's got to be a case where people hunger after the truth and it'll cost you something. When you get the, the prophetic stream wanting likes, popularity and platform, promotion doesn't come from the East or from the West, it comes from the Lord. When you choose some things, they are mutually exclusive to popularity and peer acceptance. So when you go after this, you can't hedge your bets because if truth breaks in like never before and wisdom and understanding and knowledge, God might get us to make some decisions. Can someone say amen? <laughs> okay, here we go. We're going down the rabbit hole. All right. Okay. One of the things is I believe that is, our, like I said, we, 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 we pursue uh, wisdom and understanding and knowledge and counsel is not just in the prophetic, because you see how this walks out. So let's just, uh, we're just talking about Field of Dreams for a minute. This church is a living epistle. It's a living epistle. And there are many Nicodemuses out there that watch stuff going, Because God's speaking through this epistle to different people. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and one of the things is this, we don't just have crazy prophetic stuff. Is a big thing is how to wait and test the prophetic and how to land it. That's wisdom. You can have people have all these prophetic encounters and their life doesn't change. I believe one of the things we've got right here See, people go, oh, what a great prophetic word. Do you know what? You don't honour that word if you actually do nothing with it. One of the things we have a grace to do is we know how to engage it. And God uses the language in Revelation 10 and Ezekiel, eat the scroll, eat the book, let it become part of you, obsess over it, start to lay a hold of it. And you become, you, you and the scroll become one in a sense. And so there's something about the delicious. And so... You know, Jesus, you're late for lunch. He goes, I have scrolls that you do not know of. Okay, so it's true, it's true. I only do what I see the Father doing. It says, it says in Hebrews, quoting out of Psalms, in the volume of your book, in the volume of your scroll, it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O God. It's the specific will of God. The specific will of God comes through a spirit of counsel, comes through a spirit of knowledge, understanding and wisdom. Otherwise, we could just do generic stuff all the time. We can move to any country, anytime, marry anyone, anywhere, anytime, do any sort of ministry we felt like doing and it would be fruitful. That's not how the spirit world works. We actually need to be, the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. You guys doing okay? I know I'm on turbo, I get it, I repent. All right, I'll bring it into a fadi. All right, so. Huh. So let's talk about knowledge. Did 2020 just happen? 
Did it, was, it just, was it just in eternity past there was a random date where the whole world was shut down? Was it just sort of like, you know, there's, 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 you know, if I cast out demons by the spirit of, by the finger of God, surely the spirit of God or the kingdom of God has come upon you. In eternity past, there was a giant calendar, Gregorian, and giant finger coming, goes, 2020, they're cooked, all right? Because some people would think that's what the prophetic's about, picking dates. And whereas the prophetic's more, condition, more, more, more aligned with the human condition than dates. Because the, even they wanted to know dates and seasons, and the Lord says it's absolutely connected to the human condition. One of them being repentance, another one being obedience, another one being knowledge. And so you start to, when you start to have a look at that, um, but so, so what actually happened? Why was there such a hectic manifestation of darkness? The whole world shut down. The International, the Tabernacle of David, shut down everywhere. So then it from, went from a relative dilation of angels ascending and descending. Okay, worship comes out, glory comes down, worship goes up, praise comes out, blessing comes down, just like it did in Jerusalem. That, that went from relative dilation to contraction. And when we came back, that rubbish that I showed on the screen, that started coming out like this. Because, because there's no, they're, 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 even the very best wisdom of darkness is still foolishness to God. Okay, and you bring that, that I, 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 I actually <laughs> presented really like obvious, Captain Obvious stuff, but everything changed. And there was a level of coordination, engineering that worked with mass psychology. You can look up mass formation, all these sorts of things that people, people have more of a desire to be accepted and fit in than they wanna know knowledge. And come to and, and, and come into the place of, of, of truth and revelation because that stuff costs us. Now, what I want to do, oh yeah, and still, you know, from emergence of inflation, I think I don't know where I shared this, maybe the other night. Argentina, right now, uh, uh, their inflation was predicted this year to be fifty percent. They got it wrong at sixty percent. America's inflation is nine percent. Australia is is on the up and up and up and up. And you've got people, we, we, got, we got such a deterioration of the collective and social mental health in our nation. We've got, we've, got, we've, we've got the cooking of statistics, we've got deflection. The amount of young people taking their lives, mental health, you can't, you can't put people in somewhere for care now. And this is it's called darkness. Why has this darkness manifested? Job losses, businesses built up over decades. And families just devastated. Was it just a random date? And this is why we need to understand not just knowledge, but things like basic cause and effect. What I wanna do is now the area of knowledge will be in relationship to taking this land. This is so very, very specific. We've talked about some things before, Lenny the prophetic and all that sort of stuff. But what I wanna talk about, about the, the knowledge of the Lord in regards to taking territory. Because what's happened as we've been, as we've gone, and we've never been in survival mode, I don't believe that. But when you progress from survival mode and self-preservation, doesn't matter what you say, it's what heaven sees your heart as. You can say X, Y, Z, and oh, a bit of chest beating and like this, is that heaven sees the heart and, and gravity is created by a heart connected to heavenly dimensions. And so as we've, we've actioned going, you know what, this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to see revival, uh, reformation, transformation. He wants, to, he, wants to be, he wants sheep nations 
He wants, he wants, not, God is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to a saving knowledge of the truth. Therefore, pray at all times to those who lead over you that you may live godly and, and peaceful lives. But there are things that have taken place. Now, you've got a scripture read in Revelation. I'll get you to hold it until I'm gonna read a little bit beforehand. But there are things that we need knowledge of because did darkness just, just happen? No, it didn't. 2020 just didn't happen. It was allowed for a reason. Now, I do understand that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. I do understand the multifaceted, well, I appreciate to a level, I understand, uh, the multifaceted wisdom of God, okay? Because, you know, there was lockdowns, people were like, I spent more time with my family around the dinner table. Brilliant. That's a tick. And there were some of those, okay? But what we have is we actually had, because the earth was crying out, the earth was crying out, there was petitioning going before the throne and darkness was allowed to invade, okay? So I'm gonna read a very interesting passage of Scripture about very lights, don't read it just before you go to bed, about Babylon, okay. The harlot of Babylon, there you go. Get to the point, all right. Now, don't put that one up yet. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven and having great authority and the earth was illuminated with His glory. And He cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen and has become a place, a, become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven and God has, and it goes on. So, and then it's, this, is, this is where it gets hectic. Can you just put that one up? I'll just read off the screen. Talking about trading floors, trading floors, trading. It actually says Lucifer was corrupted from within because of the abundance of his trading. He was filled with violence. So trading can be good and trading can be in darkness. It talks about trading floors and cinnamon, cinnamon and incense, fragrant oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour, trading floor and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots and bodies and souls of men. Keep that there. You got all these things. Yeah, we're flour and wheat and chariots, you know, whether they're uh, Chevrolet or Ford or whatever you wanna call that. And then you've got, and the bodies and souls of men. And so one of the things when you study Scripture all through time, time and we're talking all the way through our trading floors that involved people and their souls. And I believe this is one of the major, major reasons why we're seeing so much darkness on the earth is because there are trading floors across the earth that involve the innocent, that involve bodies, that involve souls. What about the multitudes of, of children, young people that had their destiny stolen? Do you think we can just sort of Christianise over that? Is it God saying, see, here's the, here's the deal. It actually says, um, Psalms 89, it says, the foundation of His throne is righteousness and judgment, or just justice, righteousness and justice. And so mercy and truth go before Him. 
So it's sort of, it's sort of like, you know, sort of like, you know, iron fist and velvet glove at the end there, right? What happens? What happens when the righteousness of heaven comes in contact with unrighteousness? Justice. Can someone say amen? So what we have is that God's pulled us into this situation because we said yes, but He pulls us into this situation because He wants us to be the agents and avenues to see heavenly justice meted out to bring glory and revival on the earth. Can someone say amen? It's not just a matter of just revival. It's some things have to be corrected in the spirit realm because that darkness came on a judicial level. It came on a judicial level. And have people adequately responded to it have they gone into self-preservation? Or has the church going, I am become more obsessed with the presence of God. I'm getting more obsessed with the knowledge of God, more obsessed with His power, His grace, souls, the lost, government. Whoa, what was that? Come out in Jesus' Name. Okay, all right. Okay, it's all happening. So <coughs> what we have to know is this, is that everything, it's, it's that there's a spirit world so much more colourful and vibrant and real and visceral than the natural world. Everything's alive. Now we know in heaven it's alive, everything's alive. But even so here, because when you have the bodies and souls of men that have been traded, defiled, taken away, this is what happens all the way back to Genesis uh, chapter four. And God said, what have you done? To he said to Cain, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So the voice came from the blood, the medium was the ground. We can talk about climate crises all we want. There's a crisis on the earth because there is spilt blood all over it. Spilt blood and knowledge and wisdom and understanding. I don't believe we, I, 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 I don't believe that we have to, you know, you know, they do some festivals in the Philippines. You're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a, a saved believer, but you've got now got to get a whip and you've got to flagellate yourself down the street and blood and carry a crucifix. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Because it's by grace we're saved through faith. It is a gift of God, not of, yourself, not of works, uh, um, lest anyone should boast. But there's a place where if you are in the Holy Ghost and there is injustice in the land and you think you have a prophetic little finger in your body, then you actually start to go, things have to be sorted out in the Name of Jesus. Why? Because darkness is increasing and the way to shut it down is justice. Can someone say Amen? This comes with the spirit of knowledge. You can't just disassociate from that stuff because we become the agents for change. This gets even weirder. Joshua chapter 24. Then Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law and he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, behold, this stone shall be a witness to us. For it has heard all the words of the Lord, which He spoke to us. It shall therefore be a witness to you, lest you deny your God. So what's happened? Can you imagine today, Supreme Court, okay, all rise, please. Can we have the first witness? It's not gonna fly, is it? And everyone's just sitting there and the rocks are sitting there. It's sort of like. So I'm a bit intimidated by that rock. It's giving me the silent treatment. He's just staring, it's, it's like he looks right through you. It's like he just follows you around the room. <laughs> Is they had such an understanding of the spirit world, it wasn't just, it wasn't just a, 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 a Hebraic idiom or hyperbole. It's a place where the earth bears witness. 
You know what, the minute man fell, the earth became cursed. When we start to understand that the curse is broken in Christ and we know how to bring proper alignment, what's one of the first things that will change? It will be the earth. We, we have to see that symbiotic relationship of our authority, but there has been training flaws. And I'll tell you what right now, you can have all sorts of study in anthropology, sociology, why this and this happened. Let's put this up in Leviticus. When you do something that, that, that opens up the gates of hell, this is what happens. For all these abominations, the men of the land have done who were before you, and thus the land is defiled. Lest the land vomit you out also when you defile it, as it vomited out the nations that were before you. The nation vomits you out, the earth. And, with, and unless we start to see things change in the spirit and understand that wherever a nation is in darkness, the earth through shed blood is bearing witness against its inhabitants. This is knowledge. This is knowledge. You know, this is not my natural bent or my cup of tea, but as we go deeper in the Holy Ghost, you go, here's the deal. This looks like something. This looks like something. So do we, do we just go after, let's go do some, uh, some retroactive repentance prayers that we've seen every group do, do and just repent and get a whole bunch of lists, you know, uh, Lord, you know, my, my, my great-grandfather's dog was a Freemason and all this sort of stuff, right? The problem is this, it's still happening. It's still happening. Well, I don't know about it, it doesn't mean anything. It's still taking place. There are still power sources of darkness all around the world through innocent bloodshed. And we, we can't, we're very involved in the government mountain, but it's not, it's not about, oh, we just keep cutting the edges of the branch off. God says, cut it at the roots. Shut down darkness and the shedding of innocent blood. Shut it down. You start by prophesying. You start by prophesying. What's one thing got to do with another? It has everything to do with it. Because of the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he has no sorrow with it. We need to have that spirit of knowledge. Okay, here's the, what's the end game? Here we go. All right, let's do Romans. That's a good end game. For I consider that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory that should be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. There we go. Because, because the creation itself will, will also, also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. This is the end game, is that, you know, at the moment, you've got so much stuff around the earth and climate, it's because in the Spirit, God wants to redeem the earth quick, smart. And the gatekeepers and the people who have the real uh, judicial jurisdiction and power are not doing much about it. And this is where we have to rise up and bring this, okay? So I, I wanna, I, I, what I wanna do is again, can, just can we go a little bit longer, is this okay? Okay, okay, there's a spirit of knowledge. So, so, so what's happened is people get hurt and they withdraw and they lick their wounds and I got hurt by the church, <laughs> like this. And it says, he who isolates himself seeks their own desire and wages against all wise, wise counsel. You got hurt, get healed, and you know, it, even if you, you know, before I was hanging out with the elbow group, I think I'll hang out with the hand group now. Okay, hang out with someone. It says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the habit of some, but even more so as you see the day approaching. Okay, so what, what we need is, why do we need 
the ecclesia to function because we've got all these people just withdrawing into their own spaces and then what happens is power gets diluted. Let's put up a couple of scriptures. Here we go. Um, we're going, uh, Joshua 23. One man of you shall chase a thousand. Why? For the Lord your God is He who fights for you as He promised you. So there's something, when you're in the Lord, it is true, he, those who are with you are more than those who are against you. If you're in fear, you're leaning into the lie. If you believe the Lord's report, you lean into the truth and you get empowered and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. When Jesus says you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free, the, free, the, 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 the truth must be flipping good. You will know the truth and knowing the truth will set you free. You're going, whoa, I wanna know the truth. It's not sort of like, huh, it's scary. No, it's not. Whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. So why, why, why is there a power of agreement? Uh, we've been doing a bit of pre-marriage counselling lately. Not us, with others, okay. Just letting you know, in case you got all wobbly, all right. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that when you get married, the Lord wants you in agreement. When to agree, it's the Lord is there. There's something about marriage and agreement. The enemy wants to bring that whole, you know, focus on the faults type thing. Should we imagine if that was a whole show? Instead of focus on the family, focus on the faults. Whoa, gosh, that'd be angry, wouldn't it? Anyway, magnify it, all right? What's the next one? Right after, how could one chase a thousand and put, and two put 10,000 to flight? Unless their rockets sold them and the Lord had surrendered them. There's an exponential increase when we, when we actually, we actually are in that place of agreement. Now what I wanna do is this, this is a spirit of knowledge, is that the other day, waking up, obviously, goes without say, you know, a bit like I was born at a very young age, my mother was there, you know, all that sort of stuff. You, you, gotta, you take those Captain Obvious ones for granted. So it's a good way to start a bit of a new fresh monologue. So anyway, uh, <laughs> is that I started to, as I'm waking up, I was in that trance space and I had this like, uh, I had this vision and I knew what it meant, but I didn't. So I had to do research to explain to me what I saw. And this is what I saw. I saw, I saw an emerging, it was, it, was like, it was like a mass, okay? I didn't see any moving parts within it. It was, a, it was like an emerging body of light. And then I saw things going around it. And I knew the thing going around it was time. And that what happened as the mass grew, the light grew, actually what was going around it started to change all of society. I saw it, I saw it. And what happens, you go, because I'm looking at it and I know God's trying to speak to me through my fallen filters. So I'm like, you know, sort of like, you know, you're waking up pre-caffeinated McFly, you know. And so I go, this is amazing, this is amazing. What did you, I don't know. Um, and <laughs> come on, let's celebrate. What are we, what are you celebrating? I don't know. But if it feels good, do it, you know. And it's sort of, so I started to, <laughs> I started to celebrate. I started to look it up and I had to go into, I had to go into uh, um, Einstein's theory, theory of general relativity. And it predicts that where gravity is stronger, so sorry, with increased mass, increased mass, the gravity gets stronger. And where the gravity is stronger, time flows through it slower. And, the, and, and now what happens is this, if, 
if we are honestly, honestly living for the Lord, okay? And you know what, it doesn't mean we have to live some sort of hectic, deprived, monastic state. Enjoy life, enjoy your relationships, okay? Don't worry, be happy, you know what I'm saying? Okay, that's all I do, no. And so, (coughs) but when you're living for the Lord, what happens, you're in agreement with heaven and it creates an agreement that brings a gravity. If we are just trying to build a church brand or, or, or something dynastic, you know, as, a, as an end of itself, we've been talking about ascension. When you got people, they actually not just see, it's not what you confess, it's what people catch and feel and discern. When you start saying, you know what happens is love is strong as death. And you say, you know what? It says, I'm not gonna go into self-preservation fear, sort of like, you know, rocking in a straitjacket, staring at the world because of all the corporate lies and manipulation is I'm actually going to connect with God and transcend that stuff. It actually creates an attraction. Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father draws him. That's gravity, that's gravity. So then when you actually start to lay a hold of this, you go, I just wanna work, I wanna know God, it's my highest thing. Paul said, everything is but done compared to the knowledge of Him, that I may know Him. Then what happens at gravity, people get drawn into it because people are living genuinely ascended lives. Then the mass gets greater of light Time goes around it slower. And then what you have, it goes, I don't understand this, but it feels like I'm getting more done in my day. It feels like these, I'm living 28 hour days. So when you partner that with the spirit of wisdom, the diligent rule, what happens is that all of society, fallen society has a pulse like this. Boom, boom, boom. You start to get into, you live in the glory, ascended, worship the Lord, heart connection, set your affection, then all of a sudden people start getting drawn to it. And then the mass grows, time goes around it slower, society's going boom, boom, boom. And how do people overcome? By being boom, 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 boom. And then all of I started to see it, I started to see it in that place as people, you know, I'm, these are, I'm doing the Captain Obvious examples. The stuff with the farm, that's amazing. That's amazing. Because what's happened is people have seen a kingdom cause and thrown themselves into it. That's, that, that's, that's, that's where it's at. Munta, amazing. The way the people have, have given and sacrificed because it's clearly the Lord and you connect to an ascended reality and it creates a gravitational pull. And what happens is the more you aggressively say, we are taking territory for God. What happens, more people get drawn to it because people are fed up with the lies and the compromise and the diluted rubbish. As they start to connect. But then what happens, it starts to change time. It starts to change time because we're called, it says, redeem the time for the days of evil and don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what scrolls are. Why do you think there's such an impact in government in such a short period of time? It's because time's bending because there's a level of agreement. Now it says, I won't, get, I won't put it up there because I wanna land the plane. But it actually says in Psalm 133, it says how beautiful and pleasant it is when the, when the church or God's people dwell together in unity. For there God will command a blessing. It is like the oil pouring down over Aaron's beard and his garments. There's something about, the, about unity and that's what, the word, what a part of the word this morning was is that unity. But one of the things is with unity is if, if I can connect with a bunch of people who have the same doctrine as me, it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. 
So, so what we have is God's left us with something far greater, far greater than unity. But it includes unity. It's called oneness. It's called oneness. It's called oneness. This is why is that you put two people in a room and you're gonna have politics. But if we can connect people to Jesus and live that ascended place where they are walking in love and freedom and they know how to possess their possessions, they're not living in hope deferred makes the heart sick, but to, you know, they're living in a place where, 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 where it's, oh, there's a divine ease, be diligent to enter that rest. We have oneness. And as we connect with Him, He's the one who's changing Adelaide. He's the one who's doing Munta. He's the one who's doing South Australia. No man can get the glory. No church organisation can claim credit because what happens is God starts to pour out His Spirit on all flesh. We'll finish with this Scripture. We'll finish with this Scripture. Let's do John 17. Pretty big deal. Jesus is praying, last big prayer. And he says, I do not pray. That's a good way to open it. Okay. <laughs> I do not pray that you should take them out of the world. Huh? Huh. Is that what he prayed? Interesting. <laughs> I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. There we go. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. I do not pray for these alone, but I'm praying for those at Field of Dreams. I'm praying for those in Adelaide. I'm praying for those in Australia. I'm praying for those in 2022. This is what it says. I do not pray for these alone, but also those who will believe in me through their word. Yep. They, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. Is that the end of it? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Do you know what? This message today is an encouragement and a commendation. That, that, we, we, that we've never had more volunteers. I mean, we always need new ones, don't get me wrong. But, but the, our volunteer rate in the cafe uh, uh, greeting people, home groups, the farm, government, Munta. It says, it, says, it says God's people will volunteer willingly in the day of His power. See, as you do this, this is a word of encouragement, is that you are changing time. You're changing time. You're bending time. It's not about just gathering around a pet teaching and being, you know, uh, celebrating that we're, we're different from the rest. It's all about the Lord in Him, through Him, for Him, unto Him. But as, as that, that, that quorum continues to grow, as we, are, as we are one, as He and the Father are one, guess what happens? Is a greater glory, greater glory, greater gravitational pull. Time starts to move slower. More things start to change. We're called to redeem time. We need to know what that looks like. We need to know what that looks like. But I'll tell you what right now, if Joshua can command the whole universe to stand still for 24 hours, if Isaiah can prophesy over the king and the, the sundial freeze or go backwards, sorry, is it how much more in Christ is it through the spirit of knowledge we can actually change, can we put on the pads please? Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost.
This is, this is to encourage people. What you're doing with the farm, what you're doing with Munta, where we're going next after this in regards to more territory. It draws heaven's favour. It is not a fair fight. Life's not fair, but neither is grace. Grace, the grace of God is so much greater than any darkness. But one of the greatest things of knowledge we need is the knowledge of the blood of Jesus. The power of the blood of Jesus. Let's open our communion up. Did you know that when you live for God, heaven's grace is drawn to you? But let's take another step. You could be really busy and involved. That's good, but not great. What's greater is that your affection is set on Him and everything you do is out of love for the King of glory and for your fellow man. That's when it's great. And this is why we need to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Father, we thank You for communion. We thank You for Your blessing and we thank You for redeeming the time. Lord, we thank You that You have chosen Australia as the great South land of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask collectively of a spirit of discovery of what we need to know to shut down every abominable trading floor of the innocent. Give us discovery, Lord, regarding what needs to be shut down and how to shut it down. Lord, only You can do this. Bless this communion. Thank You for Your shed blood and Your broken body. In Jesus' Name, Amen.